Trocaderos and Festival Piers. Yes, of nothing anymore. It's Trash House Street! And it's what, Jamie V. What's up? Nothing. The, the Lucky the Irish. Yeah, whatever. I could tell that. <laughs> two popular venues in Philadelphia. Yeah, when is the last time you went to the truck? That's the thing is, I don't remember. Did we see Peter Murphy? At the I know we saw it. I think me and you last went with Peter Murphy. That might have been the last time. I honestly and don't remember. The time before that, I couldn't tell you. I saw Sia. I saw Lady Tron and the Faint there with Glenn. Mm-hmm. I was really trying. I was like racking my brain. Like, what's the last? I know I saw something, but not super recent. Like, it's been a few years. So I guess yeah, despite. You know, being very sad that the trucks closing. I don't think I've been there recently. They haven't. They've been like the TLA was getting that way, but the TLA kind of, I wouldn't say resurrected itself whatsoever. But they continuously like got shows. And, yeah, I like, feel like the TLA is sort of there's like not enough heat. Yeah, plus it's right on South Street. Yeah, and then I saw something about festival. Yeah, pier. I just read that on festival Facebook. Pier, that they're not doing any concerts down. There. I've never been. Um, I heard yeah. it's. I heard it's fun. I heard the sound isn't the best, yeah. but um, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. I haven't been down there, so mm. I guess it was cool. Yeah. A lot of people were like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. Oh, well, what are you going to do? So yeah, the track's a little sad. I think that, you know what? I saw the Coffin Cats maybe might have been the last thing I saw there, mm-hmm. but that was at the upstairs. They had like a kind of two venues. They had like the regular truck and then they had almost like a little room. I remember, I've been to a show like that before. Yeah. But I, that might have been when mm-hmm. I saw Coffin Cats with yeah. Glenn. I don't know. It's been a well, that was before Victor was born. So same with Peter Murphy. That that was before yeah. Victor was born. A lot of things happened before Victor was born, yeah. though. Well, yeah, thirty six years of my life happened. Yeah, <laughs> thirty two of mine. Mm, yes. Um, what was what, what would you say was sadder, the truck closing or the when the Pontiac? Well, the Pontiac off and on would open. It was like the it was Dobbs, and then it changed to the Pontiac, and then it was Dobbs again. I probably saw more shows at the Pontiac than, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Pontiac was pretty cool because it was so small and then they had the upstairs. I don't know. I think the truck's a little set, more sad in yeah. my opinion. More iconic. Yeah. What's sadder, <laughs> the truck closing or that time you didn't pay for drinks at the Tricone? <laughs> um, you don't have to answer that. The um, truck closing. Yeah. That, that was a, called a win-win at the Tritone. <laughs> for some people. Yes. So what's up? So yesterday... I didn't ask. <laughs> oh, fuck you. That's a show, people. That's a wrap. So yesterday, mm-hmm. I was pulling into my garage. Oh my God. We're, we're, we're sitting on the edge of our seats. <laughs> no, wait for it. So I look over. It's a mostly empty garage. I see a baby car seat. Just Ooh. sitting there oh, by right. itself. Okay. Yeah. And I'm like... There's probably nothing in there. Is that in your garage? You said in the... Yeah, my garage. Three stories below are very butts. Butts? Because we're sitting in a... Oh, oh, oh. Okay. I didn't know. So I see this this car carrier, baby carrier, next to like a pillar, Mm -hmm. one of the parking spots. So I walk over and I'm walking over slow and I'm like... Were you picturing the baby from um, that... A Peter Jackson movie where it's oh, like a zombie. Dead Alive? Yes, like a Dead Alive No, baby. I wasn't, but... So I'm approaching and I'm like, what am I going to do if there's a baby in here? 
What am I going to do if there's a baby in here? Call and then one. right before I get there, this thought leaps into my mind. What am I going to do if there's a dead baby in there? <laughs> and it's horrible. Oh, well, you it, never know. And um, there was no baby in there. Mm. But afterwards, I was like, there's a dead baby in there. I'd probably have gone insane. What if there was rats eating its face? It doesn't make... At that point, I'm like, oh, rats. And they're giving him kisses. <laughs> but, oh, my God. And then, like, even when it was a live baby, I went through the... the that would be a drama pretty quiet I, live baby. It was. It was all on heroin, <laughs> just Pennsylvania. But it was, like, where the police came and they arrested me for stealing a baby and I was in jail. And because I don't know anyone's phone number and they smashed my cell phone, I'm left to rot. <laughs> I would have been like, um, why aren't you picking up your phone? And then mm. I would have forgot. Yeah, oh, probably. <laughs> I'm kidding. And then Great Kitty starves to death. Yeah. In five or six weeks because she's so fat. <laughs> so that would be the thing that happened. I was wondering where that car seat was. Because yeah. on 422, did you see there's like um, like three patio chairs just sitting underneath kind of the one bridge, the Pauling's Bridge? I don't think I saw that, but I'm not surprised. I ran by it today because I yeah. ran today. Mm-hmm. It was windy as fuck. Did, yeah. you, did you go outside today? Did you run? Or? No, I had a... Uh, things to do important uh, things to do well so did i it's called train it's yeah. called train i get it in i don't yeah. i don't slack well i have the the arthritis in my mm. knee yeah it's but, called slacking but mainly my excuses um, so here's my excuse for not running today okay it was cold and windy no i was afraid to find a so, baby <laughs> yeah i was afraid of babies um so i got up i have a limited period of time to train to exercise on Saturdays. Okay. And what stopped me was I hadn't taken a poop in the morning. Mm. And I was afraid I'd have to take a poop. Okay. That's a legit reason. And then if I pooped on the trail, I would get arrested and thrown in an insane asylum. Well, it depends on which part of the trail. There's bathrooms at Bettswood. Nine, 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 some disgusting Like bathrooms. a whole mile uh, away. Not even. Can't make it. I'm going to drop trowel right in the middle. Um, I'm not even going to go into the woods. <laughs> and I'm just going to go... <laughs> I would just turn around when I was, if I was running and saw And then I had to be like, oh, someone didn't curb their dog. <laughs> They'd be like, well, there's, there's no horses and then here. There's a, there's a motorcycle cop who's been going up and down the trail. And if he came, he would probably throw me in crazy person jail. Probably. So I saw a movie by myself that one time. <laughs> so what have you been up to? Um, you this is a, a train in. Yeah, I got the um, love run in two weeks. Oh, nice. So I've been kind of... Yeah, um, last Saturday I did 12 and a half. And now I'm just kind of slowly going down. I'm on mm-hmm. my long runs. I'll do like six, nine, and then close to yeah. twelve. Like mm-hmm. today I did eleven and a half, but it was windy as fuck. Like yeah. I started at the Pauling's Road Trailhead, did the loop, and came back. I'm mean, gonna end up in. I did a little more. It was like eleven and a half. But the one thing that sucked was Sugarloaf is going on, which is the craft show at Oaks, which oh, is fine. Yeah, I yeah. actually went there yesterday. I bought a bunch of stuff. Yeah, soaps and. Shampoos and Ew. conditioners. Yeah, and they had wasabi peanuts. It was delicious. Yeah. They had that and this huge children clothing toy sale. Mm-hmm. So it's just, imagine like, this is going into my, the Captain Marvel thing. Imagine, a, you know, thousands of women not knowing where to go. Yeah. <laughs> driving <laughs> around Oaks. Mm. So I was like, oh my God, it's taking forever to get home. But yeah, I've been running uh, school. I'm on spring break this week. Porter. Yeah. Going Ooh. to Mexico, getting my jerry beads. Yeah. No one would get that under, being under mm-hmm. 32, probably. Mm. Dad got, needs a new pacemaker. Oh. Fun, fun. Other than that, 
How about yourself? I summed up. I got the arthritis in my knee. Yeah. I got this baby haunting me. Oh, we got a... Sorry, go ahead. All Them Witches. All all Them Witches coming up. Yeah, Yeah, All Them Witches are next weekend at the Unitarian. On Friday. It's like 8.30. So maybe we'll we'll leave at like 7 or something. We'll see. Remember, that's uh, Friday, not Saturday. Yes, I know. That's why I meant Friday. Yeah, I knew it was Friday. So have you um, uh, listened to any music? I have. I have, in fact, listened to... talked like 10 minutes about babies. Five bands, three of my own... Your own bands? Yeah. In a way. In a way. Um, <laughs> what are you playing in these bands? The um, Triangle? I play the Theremin. Mm. Maybe that'll be... I'm going to add a new resolution. I'll learn how to play the Theremin, I think. Where does one learn to play that? I don't fucking know. School of Rock. A problem for tomorrow. You should go to School of Rock. Well, that'd be horrible. <laughs> they'd be like, There's hey. one in Collegeville. I know. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. You should go and be like, I'm here to rock. Yeah. You're doing it wrong. And then the police will come. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, they're like, there's that trail pooper. Yeah, the phantom pooper <laughs> of uh, Oaks. We could tell because they were a specific brand of peanuts that only you eat. There's wasabi peanuts from Sugarloaf. Yeah. Delicious. Mm. So uh, what you got? All right. First one, very short, very sweet. Amanda X. Yes. Did you do them before? Is Amanda X short or is it like... There's a Amanda X and something else. Like, I almost did. No, not for that. I'm not sure. Different band then. But I almost did Amanda X a couple years ago. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Because uh, they're from, are they from Philly? They are from Philly. Okay. Their last album, I think, came out last year. It was Giant. Okay. So this is a two-song EP, probably four minutes total. And it is called Vivid End of Days. Yes. And um, the only thing I could say, it's a nice taste. It is exactly like, especially Vivid, the first song, mm-hmm. The Breeders. Yeah, I was going to say, it's very like 90s alt, like mm-hmm. chick rock. Man. I mean, it is very much that 90s alt rock. They remind me, I mean, to be, pick a more contemporary band, mm-hmm. they remind me of Church Girls at times. I could see that. Yeah. Only they're, they do lean a lot more into the 90, uh, 90s alt, alt mm-hmm. vibe. And uh, yeah, I don't have a lot to say. Like, is it Vivid is the first song, End of Days is the second. You total them up. And it is probably slightly over four minutes. I thought it was decent. I liked the first song a little better. Oh than yeah, the Vivid I liked a lot more um, than End of Days. But I wasn't like, I can't wait till this album comes out. But it, I thought it was decent. Yeah. They also, they do this a lot. They'll put out like two song EPs. So that was it. Nothing too exciting. Um, but I did, I feel like I haven't done a band from Philly in a while. Mm-hmm. And I did like Amanda X. And they're a bit more eclectic than this would indicate, but not much more. Yeah, it sounds like they tweaked their sound a little bit where it was more like garagey punk. Yeah. Um, to now it's like more alt rock, mm-hmm. I would say, too. Yeah. But that was what we call an amuse bouche mm. for the ears. Sweet. Yes. I guess I'll do my uh, EP. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you listen to it. Yeah. It's a band we've talked about once or twice mm-hmm. called Surfboard. I couldn't find it. Really? There's a video on YouTube. Oh, there it is. Well, you'll have to listen to it. Uh, Surfport came out with Billy on Mudguts Records. Came out, at least the 7-inch came out a couple weeks ago, and this is in March. But on the actual 7-inch itself says 2018, so I don't know if they recorded in 2018. Anyway, so um, Billy, awesome fucking song. You're Mm -hmm. my friend and you're my lover. You would like it. I'll listen to it when we're done here. Very catchy. If you like Surfport, you will like this. Yeah. Song after is 45, um, which is on mm-hmm. uh, Friendship Music. Then they have two other newer songs, uh, Awake, which is like pretty much straight up garage rock slash punk. Mm-hmm. Good song. 
Also, and then it ends with Flowers of Hate. It's a little heavier, like garage punk, I would say. Let's make this country great. It's a flower of hate. They're uh, a great yeah. lyricist, um, but it's fun. It's short. It's catchy. It's everything you expect mm-hmm. from Surfboard. But Billy's I, Billy's my favorite song on the on the record. Mm-hmm. But the whole thing is fun and great. I was like, yay, something new from Surfboard. Yeah, that's exciting. I love Surfboard. Yeah, and the, as I said, there's a video on YouTube. I think you'd like it. Yes. I think you. So I didn't have anything like super much right. to say other than like Surfboard. Yes. Surfboard. Some new songs. It's like Christmas. Yeah. Yay. Touche. Yes. Surfboard. Pink Mexico, mm. which shockingly is not from Mexico. Yeah, where are they from? Brooklyn, New That's York. Right. Yeah. Uh, this is Dump. It's off Burger <laughs> Records. I believe this is their fifth album. Dump Burger. Yeah, I was making a Dump Burger uh, before <laughs> you came over on the trail. Mm. <laughs> and we snarfed Canada um, or uh, Ginger Ale. Yeah, see what I do? Like a serial killer, I leave a calling card and I write messages taunting the police in my own feces. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's true. Ooh. They call me the Ludiac killer. <laughs> what what message is it? Um, I made poops. <laughs> Clean me up. <laughs> Clean me up. I didn't um, wipe. <laughs> I've been teaching Victor to wipe. That's been fun. Uh, yeah. Is he into it? <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh yeah, I'm wiping. I no, he, he's, he's okay. He's yeah. happy that he's wiping him. Yeah. I'm like, you gotta get in there, bud. <laughs> and be like, once you learn to read, you'll never need another. <laughs> Thing again. I know. He's like, well, I'm like, Victor, you're going to just have a phone on your lap. and Yeah. Go ahead. Pink Mexico. In the olden <laughs> days, you couldn't, you just had to sit there and It stare. sucks though. On the toilet, I'll like forget my phone. I'm like, I'll read a magazine. And now I'm old and I can't read as well because I'm used mm. to my glasses. So I'm yeah. like, <laughs> it's just not yes. fun reading a new noise magazine. On anyway. The anyway. Yes. Pink, pink Mexico. Mexico. What's the name of the Dump. Animal? Yes. And Pink Mexico is... Unequivocally, a post-grunge band. I thought it was street grunge. <laughs> well, I guess you call it post-grunge yes. because it wasn't. Yeah, it's like post-punk. But is it very much? Yeah, with yeah. with the, they with very a little very variation here and there, but not much. Mm-hmm. If you love fuzz, because mm-hmm. they love their fuzz, they do. If you love distortion and feedback, and Pink Mexico loves to throw in a little guitar feedback at the end of songs, and they love dissident, distorted chords, and heavy riffs, mm-hmm. then you and Pink Mexico could probably be friends if you like those things. Yes. It is unapologetically a grunge album. Mm-hmm. They are unapologetically... They are a... Unapologetically... Fuck it! They are a grunge band, and they are happy to be a grunge band, and I am glad they are a grunge band. Okay. Reminiscent a bit of... I feel like if Nirvana had veered off into Foo Fighters territory... Instead of being separate entities. They, they kind of remind me slightly of um, real fuzzy Sonic Youth without Kim Borden. Which could be Sonic Youth. Yes, true. <laughs> yes. The uh, Some woody lyrics. A lot of them about drugs. Yeah, I gathered. Uh, prescription. Overdose. I, that P.O.D. Like, is my yeah, favorite song in the album. It's a very good song. I like um, that. You tell me P.O.D. I know you're on the junk. It's a <laughs> chorus. It's great. I mean, it's really almost classical, like... Like grungier are riffs, and then there might be a little something different in the song. If um, I heard this and didn't know what like time it was, yeah. I would thought it was from the night, like a nineties. Yeah. Um, uh, excuse me, artist. And, and like the the like sort of the first single was dirty and stupid. I would That's probably look if I didn't know better to be like, is this a cover, a Nirvana cover? That mm-hmm. someone's I can see that. Yeah, girlfriend. I really like is another one mm-hmm. that has like. I was like Matthew Sweet girl. Fuck yeah, that has some really. <laughs> Some really awesome riffs in there, and mm-hmm. it's sort of like I want to be a girlfriend, basically dating someone but not knowing how to date. Shit River 
is sort of the... Um, is that the, the instrumental? That's the instrument, the okay. doom metal instrument. Yes. It's not really instrumental because it does have lyrics towards the end. Okay, yes, yes. But Shit River is sort of the outlier in that, like I said, it's a metal song. Yes, um, and then it changes for me. It does change. They all change a little bit. Rattlebrain, another favorite, has these awesome lumbering riffs. And it's it's nothing. It's pretty straightforward. If you just like straight, like, you know, that 90s era rock. Mm-hmm. And you've already listened to the two Amanda X songs. <laughs> this is this is one for you. Came out on March first of this year. I really liked it, but I, I like that somewhat instrumental that Doom or Shit River or whatever. Yeah, that's where it changes for me. Like I got yeah. I got super bored halfway through it because it just got very like lighter. It I becomes would... a little yeah, it's a little much. Even um, though, so, yeah. and it like I think they should have just ended on that song. It's almost like too it's too many songs in my opinion. No, I, just, I, agree. I just lost it's... some interest. I, but I really like the first half. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, I totally dig this, and like yeah. I haven't heard this in a while. Mm-hmm. I've, and then I just kind of just petered out for me. I mean, honestly, Not that it was bad or anything. Yeah, no, I think it, the stronger materials up front. I did like it. I like it, but I don't love it. You're not gonna marry it. Maybe I will, but it'll be a loveless mm, marriage gonna be for the money. Blue, pink Mexico. Uh, brown Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Shit joke. Poop. That's the theme. Poop. Yes, actually, the theme should be reverb and fuzz yeah. <laughs> throughout this whole thing. Other than. Your last one has no really reverb. No. Mine do. From Philadelphia, mm-hmm. Devil Master. Excuse me. <laughs> Devil Master, Satan spits on children of light. What's it lighthearted? These are not nice people. <laughs> on Relapse Records came out March 1st this year. They are black metal punk. Blackened crust. I'm just saying what it says on oh. their band camp. They had uh, a demo out last year called uh, Manifestations that apparently were pretty popular, and they have 13 crazy tracks. I, I kind of consider this like 80s black metal crossover metal with just full of reverb and riffs. I like it. I think I like the music better mm-hmm. than the vocals. A lot of people, one person, I forget where I read it, compared it. They're like, imagine if Ghost was way heavier. Yeah. I yeah. can see that a little bit. Starts off with like this, it's not even instrumental really. It's just them like yeah. chanting something mm-hmm. weird. Something, I'm sure. To the devil. Yes, I'm sure. I... Nightmare in Human Collapse, very guitar and drum driven. The vocals are more like shouted reverb, like growled lyrics. And almost, his vocals remind me of like Bauhaus was more like Peter Murphy mm-hmm. just shouting and growling at shit yeah it's decent like it, one of my favorite songs on the album is i think the third song called black Fa- yeah, black flame candle it's fast metallic catchy i like the vocals in the beginning it reminds me of a power trip song a little bit which i think the producer actually worked on power, power trip, trip rep- yeah. uh, records and it almost the song reminds me it would be something on like a halloween comp another song christ lust hiss sorry christ last hiss has like a kind of a surf vibe in the beginning. It kind of weaves through it uh, and then changes to like crossover metal. It's fast, it's fun. Skeleton Hand, more of a straight up metal song. Gaunt immort- in- Immortality, black metal meets rockabilly. It almost reminds me like if goddamn Gallows decided to be like black metal for yeah. a couple songs. Desperate Shadow, if black metal and Agent Orange had a musical baby. Because it has that like, sur- or like surfing, surf punk vibe going through it. Yeah, just the one guitar. That just, just reminds me of a straight Agent Orange song. Dance, 
of Full Moon Spectre, fast riffy guitar licks, has kind of like this circus, horror circus feel about it. Webs of Sorrow, straight up 80s metal, catchy riffs, imagine that. And then the last song, 13XIII, is a creepy ass piano instrumental. There might be some lyrics, I don't yeah. remember. To end it all. Um, I said, I, I like this altogether, I think it's a fun release. Where is it? I read a couple reviews and they were saying on Metal Archives, if Black Flag decide to mimic Celtic or Celtic Celtic Frost, I can kind mm-hmm. of see that. Yeah. They have also been like kind of not looped it or just mashed in with that, that Satan's sa- satyrs or whatever. Satan's satyrs, yeah. yeah, which I can kind of see a little bit. I think it's different. I like the music more than the vocals. It gets a bit repetitive at times. But I do like the whole horror vibe, and it has like a cool feel to it. I like the throwback 80s metal meets goth punks. Check it. I thought it was fun. It's not for everybody. Very reverby vocals, as I said. But I think I like the music a lot more than... Yeah, I do too. This would have been a fun album to come out around Halloween. Yeah, it's kind of a um, weird time to come and out. And it's like but... an yeah, early 80s metal. It's like fast. It's Yeah, it's different. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of times they've been calling them like the crossover punk, metal punk. They keep... Yeah. Going back to punk, I, and know, I can though. see crossover, yeah. like mm-hmm. some thrash in there, but yeah, I don't know. And they're from Philly, and I think yeah. they have a record release coming up at the Philly Mocha. I don't remember who they're playing with, but we might not have this out. It might be, uh, they might have already be playing well, by the time effort. this is out. So, so, the last podcast we recorded, as of the recording of this podcast, I have not put up yet. Mm-hmm. It'll be up tomorrow, and you'll never know the difference had I not told you. Yes. Yeah, so that is um, Devil Master. Yes. Yeah, they're fun. Check mm-hmm. it out if that if you like that type of stuff. Go yeah. for it. I'm I'm just not into black metal stuff, so like the lyrics kind of are, are a little. You kind of like I. I kind of look past it. Yeah, but. I mean I I do like that, but I don't. There's they're not exactly lyrically artistic usually. You want me to go again? You want to end? You want me to? Uh, okay, either way. Okay. I, then we can end on yours. I like your. Yeah. Okay. And here we arrive at. The Devil You Know by the Coat Hangers. Yes. Atlanta, Georgia's own Coat Hangers, which is a band I like a lot, but I feel like I don't like as much as they are represented in both my record collections and conversations on this podcast. If that makes sense. Yeah, um, you talk about them a lot. Maybe I do. Daddy Longlegs a little more, but... What, Somewhere between garage rock with punk accents, but they do a lot of things. Uh, well, how many albums do they have now? That's the thing is, no, this is their... Sixth okay, EP, right. but they put low, they put out shit all the time. Okay. They do a lot of splits. They do a lot of EPs. So that's one of the reasons I think I talk about them so much is they always have something going on to talk about. Yeah. So this is the Devil You Know came out three eight. I actually got it on the first. Because yeah, and mostly so because it's a they just set pre order week early. Yeah. Spoiler: I got the Mary Timoney album a week early. The X hex. I got it today. X hex. Yeah, yeah sorry. I saw it on your, on your uh, table. Yeah, but we're not here to talk about. No, that. we're here to talk about the coat hangers. It opens with Bimbo, mm-hmm. and um, one thing you got to realize about the coat hangers, all three. So it's a trio. Yes. They're all vocalists. They'll all take turns doing vocals on this album. They'll mix it up where you'll have multiple vocalists. Yes. Taking lead on the same song. That, did they ever do that before? Here and there, but I don't think okay, not really. So very this is much this one. at the very least they use it for great effect here. Mm-hmm. And um, for instance, the title track or the first track, "Bimbo," which was the single, yeah, opens up. It's very poppy, 
and that would be Julia the bassist singing. Mm -hmm. And then the chorus turns a lot more rock heavy with Stephanie, who's the drummer, who has a lot, sort of a rougher yeah. cigarette and whiskey voice. Yeah, and then I'm not being, like, my voice is a deeper yeah. voice, mm -hmm. but at one point in time, I'm like, do they have a guy in the band now? And then I'm like, oh, no, it's, it's her. Just, yeah. And it, it really, like, I think it really, it really works. It um, sort of juxtaposes. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, I, I it, she's got a really good voice. Like, especially with a song like Bimbo, where being viewed as being vacuous in the pop parts, and then when the rock parts, it's basically telling you why you're wrong. I like, um, so Bimbo, yeah, the first song, that first riff, yeah. I was like, are they going to do Boys Don't Cry? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, the title, The Devil You Know, comes from the song uh, Hey Buddy, which is sort of somewhere between, you know, don't judge me for being a freak, it's your issue, mm -hmm. to um, old people are dumb and weird, which is the, sort of one of the narratives that's arising in popular culture now. Yeah. Young people hate old people because old people vote more and differently. But that's also good. It, it sort of follows a thing where it's, um, you know, I don't know what I'm saying. Blah, blah, blah. Are you talking about the song Devil? The devil no, it's called, it's called Hey Buddy, but it's, it, I'm just the devil you know. Okay. Just making sure. Crimson Telephone mm -hmm. has this sort of like this heavy to do, 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 do riff in the beginning. And that's all about uh, the evils of social media gossip. Okay. And that's another thing. Codangers are really good lyricists. They run the gamut of subjects on this album from being irreverent like that to to less irreverent. Okay. Side two is where we run into the we, the toe tappers. Uh, my favorite song on <laughs> the, the album fingle, is Finger Waggers. The Finger Waggers. Stranger Danger. Stranger which Danger. Which again starts great. out with this really sinister riff. And it's about basically a junkie. And like the way they describe the junkie, I'm like, oh I love this song. Yeah, it's, it's like, a really good what's song. What's the one um uh, palms clenched with nothing to hold and like how the person's shivering and they're complaining about the climate but they're just junkies and yeah the chorus is a junkie running up the wall junkie running they're like strange yeah and that's the thing is it starts out describing this person and then it becomes more frantic as yeah. presumably the person is jonesing yeah that's my favorite song it's a very good song smashes into fuck the NRA which is the mm -hmm. most traditional song in the album relative yeah. to the others What's that one about? <laughs> I don't know, but uh, no, it's really great. It has this awesome like rockabilly guitar solo yeah. where someone screams, suck my dick. <laughs> and it's fun. I mean, it's a, it's a song about how bad the NRA is, which is more apropos in light of the horrible events of New Zealand. Yeah. But it's fucking awesome. Slams into Memories. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do that, which is, um, I think it's about Alzheimer's. I was like, I'll be your lighthouse in the dark. Oh, I'll okay. never blah, blah. And the songs, it's a pretty solid album. The song, like, I, I like all the songs, but the songs I love, I fucking love. I agree. Now, the last song on the album. Lithium. Lithium is different. So, yeah, I didn't listen to I couldn't get all the way through it. Like, well, I had a rush. It's the best song on the album. I, I thought Five it's Arms like, was the best that song. I was about to, yeah, Five Arms was good too. <laughs> yeah, it's also good. That's, um, like, why are you hoarding? You can't take it with it's you. It's awesome. I mean, they're all awesome. So, Lithium... It's a ballad. Mm -hmm. It is very melancholy and dreamlike. It's a good last like, song. Mm -hmm. It is very fucking depressing. It, there's no percussion in it. There are like bells in it. There's some weird surreal aspects like accents. Mm -hmm. And it's about someone. I think it's about. It's about someone who is at the end of their rope. Antidepressants are their lifeline. It's the only thing keeping them alive, but they might be over-dependent on them hmm. and avoiding the... I can't quite tell. I was like, this isn't a Nirvana cover. Fuck yeah. this. 
But um, I really like I like haunted by it. And I'm like, are they gonna kill themselves? Do I have to call somebody? Did they leave their baby in my parking lot? Are they shitting on the, the trail? But so it was, and it's very different for them. It's very atypical, like such a clean, like minimalist. I thought the whole album was different and, from them. Oh yeah, they definitely. So they um, they set out to do this. They wanted to reset, mm-hmm. and they're like, well, you know, we all have kind of. They said, we all kind of have our habits and our tropes, and they're like, I know that sounds like some fucking. Fleetwood Mac slash Husker Du drama. But oh, it's I did not. read that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was um, pretty cool. So basically, they kind of like they switched genres and they made an effort to kind of get out of their comfort zone. Yeah, and I think they did. It it's well. a it's definitely an evolution while keeping their sound. And yeah, I loved it. Um, I had Mark listen to it. I I listened yeah. to the first six songs with him. Mm-hmm. He loved it. He thought yeah. it was fantastic. He's like, you know who this reminds me of? Sleeper Agent. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, wow, I wouldn't even thought of that. One one of the songs I like too is the Devil You Know. It reminded me of La Tigra a little bit. Like yeah, there always yeah. like was a little bit of La Tigra, mm-hmm. but I I really liked it. As I like I listened to the first songs like pretty much mm-hmm. all the way through the last songs. I I mm-hmm. love Stranger Danger. Yeah, it's like and I was like I was on my way out and that's when I hit Lithium and I'm yeah. like all right this isn't getting any yeah. faster. That's kind of I just like jumped oh. over it. So I'll but go it, back and listen to it. You mean you gotta listen to it? So, so it, it does. And at the very end when she's just like I needed it. It's like it it's a very desperate song. Like mm-hmm. I said, it's very emotional. I hate to. I would not um, say it was personal because I learned recently that um, the the gut reaction of people when a woman does a song, mm-hmm. any song, is that it's it's personal and women aren't allowed to have perspectives other than their own. Mm-hmm. There was a claim I read like uh, with Corin Tucker was saying that. Who, by the way, mm-hmm. has a, a Filthy Friends album coming out in May. Oh, wow, wow, wow. That's pretty well, quick. Which will also mean... She has two albums coming out this year because Slater Kinney is supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's supposed to be the end of the year, though, right? End of the year. Uh, Corn Tuck- uh, not Corn Tucker Band. Um, Filthy Friends comes out in May, and she's like, yeah, basically we started recording this album the second we finished the other. Cool. And she's like, I'm not getting any older. Or not, yeah, I'm not getting any <laughs> younger. I got to fucking do this yeah. shit. How old is she? She's she 46. I was going to say mid-40s, maybe early 50s, but yeah. 46. Anyway. Yeah, I really like the, the coat hangers. I, if, I, if you uh, if you said that you had an extra copy, I was like, I'll take it. Yeah, no, sadly. And I got like a special super edition. Ooh. Did it have like their tears and blood? It, it had their, their, their nosebleeds from Nosebleed yes. Weekend. <laughs> All right. My last one is Lagoon. Yes. The Unwelcome, which came out on Forbidden Place Records March 4th. It is actually a two-piece. Oh. It is Anthony Gaglia and Brady Moore who does the drums. Gaglia does, I guess, guitar mm-hmm. and vocals. And what they said about it is they tr- want to try to represent all types of heavy music genre and skateboarding. They're really yeah. into skateboarding. Right. How would you explain it? I think they have desert, stoner, heavy fuzz, psych, doom. I almost think this is how I would explain them. Mm-hmm. They're fuzzy, low pit, lo-fi psych rock with doom and southern charm. Yeah, <laughs> like you, they don't really fit in any box. I was looking mm-hmm. up. I've been big into doom metal lately, so I was like, yeah. this is how I stumbled upon them on, on Bandcamp. But I would never say they were straight doom whatsoever. No. I also would say if Black Sabbath did more like I'm trying to get Black Sabbath meets Leonard Skinnerd with right. some Velvet Underground. Mm-hmm. That's that's another. I had. If Iggy Pop fronted Deep Purple. Oh, yeah. I can see um, that, too. That'd be cool. Yeah. They also said this is their, off their band camp, they worship riffs, sp- 
spliffs and kick flips. Oh my god, it's <laughs> fucking hard. I changed awesome. my mind. I want to listen to awesome. this album now. I also, we've kind of talked about it. I love, it's another band, I absolutely love the music. I they could mm-hmm. fucking rock and like just lose track of time. I know you said you didn't originally like the vocals. It grew on me. At first mm-hmm. I was like, eh, I don't know about this. But it kind of has, the vocals are very lo-fi with a lot of reverb. And mm-hmm. it almost kind of has this like glam rock feel to it the more mm-hmm. I listen to it. I don't know, that's just me. So let's start with some of the songs. All right. The Unwelcome starts with sounds of skateboarding, wheels on gravel and pavement. Not really gravel, that'd be kind of dumb. And it's a desert rock, a Black Sabbath. You have the, your reverb vocals where you're like, oh, okay. The vocals, I would not say, are the star, but I, I don't think they, they don't bother me. And it has this very doom metal riff. That first song did not do the vocals any favors. No, but once it goes progressive, yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah, so continue. Uh, Pray continue. Wheel Bite, I guess is the next song. Uh, doom Metal, uh, it kind of starts out more Doom Metal, then it gets into like straight metal at times, and then um, you have your Southern Rock going on. Very catchy, there's so many very catchy riffs. Like they weren't kidding about the whole riffs, uh, worship riffs. I really like the Thirst, you have a clip starting the the song. Uh, I forget what she did yeah. about the song. And how it kind of, as I said before, Black Sabbath kind of starts out, and then it kind of has this like bluesy southern flair. It just reminds me of something that would just come out mm-hmm. of the 70s. Yeah. Really like it. What'd you think of Worship the Van? That's the song. I was like, this sounds like a Stooges song. I really like that song. That's it's my favorite my song on the album. Yep. Yeah. Bluesy psych rock. It almost it has a little black keys too, to yeah. go back to that. There's a lot of blues going on that like I didn't hear at first, mm-hmm. kind of. I was more. And I, I love it. I, I like the lyrics in this one because it's just so simple and kind of mind-numbing. Yeah. But it just works for it. It's really fun. Um, I really like Chop City, too. That's the one that was like a Sabbath song. Mm-hmm. Like 70s jam, super catchy. It's the shortest song on the album. But I find myself just grooving to it. Yeah. Uh, last, last Hex. It's a little different. It's a little slower song. And it kind of goes into more like heavy, sludgy riffs, mm-hmm. I would say. Alligator in Your Head, Southern Rock from the 70s. And then the last song, Adu Deserto. I don't speak flat Spanish. No. And that's the last song, as I said, it has this big Spanish. Mm-hmm. That's probably a very different song, and it has a very Spanish inf- uh, influence in it. That they're even sp- yeah. uh, Whatever clip they're putting is all in Spanish. Mm-hmm. But it's different. Anything more about it? I put... Lagoon is awesome. They kind of have a little bit of everything, and they keep it just interesting enough to keep listening. Um, I would love to see them live. I think they would be yeah. fantastic. And I just kind of like their whole vibe. It's like Worship the Van made me totally, I'm like, I'm okay, I'm all in. That's where I got, it sold me on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I, I really like it. I think they're fun. I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to, this was like their, for, for a two-piece, like more so yeah. one dude. I'm really looking forward to other releases they have just to see where their sound mm-hmm. goes because I think they're just trying to nail down what they want to do. Yeah. But I thought it was, I really like it. It was fantastic. If you like that type of music, you will totally love it. I've been listening to it a lot, actually. Yeah, I, I, I like it a lot. I've been listening with, because my radio's still broken, yeah. and my radio's mm-hmm. on back order at mm. Jeep. So I've been listening to my iPod with, like, one uh, headphone yeah. in. Oh. So I've been like, worship the man. Yeah. Um, like I said, that first song, like, the lyrics do not do it any justice. Yeah, you're kind of like, eh, I it, don't know. I, mean, hey, what it, I can't pl- put my finger on what it sounds like. Yeah. What his lyrics were. Maybe it is kind of Iggy Pop-esque. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, but it, it, I've heard it before, but I can't yeah, place it. But like, 
It did, like after that, I didn't mind the lyrics at all. Worship the van legitimately reminded me of a he, like a Stooges song off that yeah. first album, only a bit heavier. And yeah, I did like it too. I want to. I think I want to buy the album. It's really good. But yeah, um, it almost is one of those things where if the lyrics were, or sorry, the vocals were more the star. I don't know if I would like it as much. Like yeah, I, it's the music. Oh, fuck. the music really do it justice. Yeah, and I think that the the vocals are just like reverb enough to like give it some more yeah. meat to it. I really liked it. Lagoon. Lagoon. Uh, what's it called again? The Unwelcome. Yes. They're pretty cool. Yeah. I digs it. Yeah, that's about it with uh, what I got. And that is it for music for me. But I did like to discuss a movie. Sure, go ahead. Last year, as part of my New Year's resolutions, yeah. I was going to rewatch the prequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. And I did not get around till, to uh, Revenge of the Sith until yes. two weeks ago. Really quick... Watched it. It's decent. It holds up probably better than the other two. There was There's a fan theory about this movie that makes a lot of sense. And if you watch it, this in mind, it adds a whole little level hmm. of subtext. And that okay. is basically this. Okay. Obi-Wan Kenobi and Amidala are having an affair. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like, it may, like, a lot of what happens with Anakin, the way he acts, it gives it a lot more... Well, there was always that fan theory going on. Anyway. I mean, and there's always, like, he definitely, like, even if you don't believe that theory, he definitely believes there's something up, but explains why he gets so pissed off every time she tells him something. Mm-hmm. There's a scene where, like, he's like, I'm afraid I'm losing you, and it's when he thinks he's going to die, and their tear goes down his thing. But if you think it's like he knows they're che- he's cheating on him, that, is, like, it makes huh. it much deeper. Interesting. The way X towards Obi-Wan, like, he's kind of awkward, and he, like, he, he sort of apologizes, but he doesn't really... But that's not what I want to talk about with this movie. Okay. So I watched it, and I think I texted you this. You did. Well, you texted. I saw. I picked up on something, I never picked up on it before, and it blew my fucking mind. Okay. Well, now right. I want to know. All right. You're probably. Be, I've been boring everyone with this all week. Okay. If it has to do about droids, I don't care. Nothing to do with <laughs> droids, but this is this is better. Like I said, I think this is legitimate. Okay. Or no, go. legitimate. The Jedi Order. Yeah. In Revenge of the Sith, has become corrupt. Okay. They are acting evil. They are. They have been sort of drunk on their power. The central drama, the first part, they send Anakin to spy basically on Palpatine, who he's buddies with. Yeah. And he keeps arguing that this is wrong, and he's like, "It's against the Jedi code." And they're basically like, "No, no, no, never mind. You have to do this." They're acting in a manner, but they're basically slowly seizing power, whether they realize it or not, mm-hmm. for what they believe to be the greater good. And at one point, actually planning a coup d'etat. At one point, they were literally like, we're going to have to take over the Senate. We're going to have to rule. And they believe they're doing it for the right reason. I um, picked up on that. Like I never picked up on it before. Okay. Like this said. And that's why I think like they send Obi-Wan Kenobi away alone, because Obi-Wan is yeah. not with the plan. Oda Odin. Yoda maybe senses something wrong, which is why he goes to Kashyyyk. But, like, it's clearly they're, they're becoming more and more corrupt. It even goes back to the first movie. Like, when you think about the first scene when the um, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan are boarding, like, the ship. Yeah. They're there to force a situation. They're not there to negotiate. They're they're threatening, like, the Nemoidians, the Trade Federation. Even though they're doing it, for, it's, like, right, it's for the yeah. wrong reason. So, ultimately, the scene... That convinces me. Oh, the other thing is they're doing all this. They don't know that Palpatine is a Sith Lord until Anakin tells them. 
Yeah. So it's not even like we think he's evil and we're doing this for the benefit. It's they just they think he's seizing too much power, so they're gonna counter it by seizing too much power. The moment the final moment is when Mace Windu has Palpatine there, Anakin's there, and he goes, You can't kill him, you have to bring him before the Senate for trial. And and Mace Windu's like, No, I'm gonna kill him. Yeah. And that's like, yeah, they're just like drunk on power and it's I never picked up on it and I was like, Wow. Really? Yeah, to be honest, yeah. I'm not surprised in the mm-hmm. like I thought that from watching it from See, then. Because like, the Jedi just kind of were, mm-hmm. you kind of, not that it wouldn't, I can't yeah. even explain what I'm trying to say. Um, but I totally see what you, that yeah. you, what you saw. I thought the same thing, especially Mace Windu's like the ultimate. Yeah, he's sort of. Like, yeah. I can, I'm above the law, I can mm-hmm. do anything. I, yeah. I thought they all, all acted mm-hmm. like that. And there's a scene where like That's Amidala, why they wiped them all out, because they're like, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I thought they were doing Where like, she's actually like. Do you ever think we're we're fighting for the wrong side? And she's talking about the separatists and not the republic, mm-hmm. but but she knows there's something up. Like I said, boring people with this. And if you go back to like how he acts, like Anakin acts, and things that happen, he's basically a child who has PTSD who's been taken into a cult. His belief in his religion is the only thing that's kind of keeping him stable, which is why he so utterly collapses when he realizes it's basically all been a lie. So that's it. So you know. There's still some stupid shit in there. Well, ultimately, Anakin's like, they're supposed to be defending the uh, Emperor. Like, yeah. he's the only Jedi kind of mm-hmm. really doing his job when it comes down to yeah. it. Yeah. To a point. Now, now, it just so happens that... It's a Sith Lord you know, that's he's going a Sith to Lord evil. And, but they and, didn't know that anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he's kind of upholding and, mm-hmm. like, Mace mm-hmm. Windu being like, no, I'm not putting him to trial. I'm going to uh, kill him anyway. Well, like, mm-hmm. who... like. Yeah. You're the Senate anyway, so what's it matter? Mm-hmm. Oh, and Palpatine is to- was totally Darth Pelagius's apprentice. Which I believe, for the opera scene, the way he says it, I never mm. thought about it. But there's a theory that, you know, he talks about Darth Pelagius, who... And is... is do you know what I'm talking about? No, I have no idea. So there's an op- there's basically an opera scene, and Palpatine is telling the story about the Sith Lord who could create life. Okay, yeah. And I then don't... he's like, his, his apprentice just killed him one day. It's very clear when he says that, the way he says it, that he was the apprentice and he yeah. killed Darth Pelagius. Okay, I do remember that. I thought that was pretty... Easy to figure out. Well, it was, but I never thought of it before. <laughs> anyway, that's where we are. So I saw Captain Marvel. Yeah? How, what did you think? I really liked it. I saw it a few days ago. I was almost the only one in the theater, and then a bunch of crazy teenagers came in yeah. and were like talking through a lot of it. But mm-hmm. anyway, I thoroughly enjoyed it. There's My only problem with it, I'm not ruining anything, it's kind of predictable. They mm-hmm. kind of follow as... Lou has said it in the past, the Marvel formula. Yeah. But altogether, I thought it was fantastic. I thought, um, was it Brie Larson? Is yeah. that her name? Was amazing Carol Danver- Danvers. Mm-hmm. She was cool. She yeah. reminded me of Captain Marvel, Ms. Marvel, whatever. Oh, is she the like the secretary for the Captain Shut Marvel? Shut up! Movie? But you said it's good, <laughs> and women movies can't be good. A lot of people were like, um, you would like the soundtrack. It is totally '90s alt. Yeah. Um, they may play a little song called "I'm Only Happy When It Rains." Ooh, nice. <laughs> and some No Doubt and some whole. I, I did see the meme, and it was a picture of Brie Larson as Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. and it was like something like, "I can't like talking about how Weezer will be relevant in ten years or something <laughs> like that." But anyway, I, I thought it was done really, really well, and the star of the movie was a little kitty cat mm-hmm. named Goose. Goose. Goose was awesome. I was like, you have garbage and you have a kitty cat. I am sold. Ah. But it was, um, it started out a little slow. And once it really started moving, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. It was, it's one of those movies I would see again. I wouldn't say, it's definitely my top 10 maybe. I don't mm-hmm. know if it would be my top five, but I, I 
really liked it and I don't understand people's problems with it other than the whole Brie Larson coming out with like said something against about, men to a point but, but they it was were totally against her before that yeah it, 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 I think it was totally taken out of context uh-huh. anyway but uh, did it have a feminine thing going on mm-hmm. it wasn't like wieners are bad and we hate men mm-hmm. no it was just a female superhero yeah. and it was good and fun and awesome so mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty cool Ah, nice. I don't see it in a couple weeks. Yeah. I did hear, it was like an NPR, mm-hmm. whatever, talking about it, and the person referred to it as the first female superhero movie. And I was like, no, Wonder Woman. Yeah, it reminded me, like, we. I wouldn't say Wonder Woman was this total, like, feminazi, you know what I mean? It yeah. was on par with that. I, I thought Wonder Woman was fantastic. Oh, I love Wonder Woman. Um, I felt that... Captain Marvel kind of had that same thing going mm-hmm. on, different yet, yeah, like that yeah. same vibe of the female superhero or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh. I also started watching the Sarah Silverman um, show that's on Hulu. Oh, yeah. It's called, I forget what it's called, but it's like a streaming. It's only like. Is um, that I Love You America? Yes, yeah. I Love You America. I've watched like the first three. I like it that it's like 28 minutes and I can just like bang through, mm-hmm. like and go to bed. Like I don't have to watch an hour of something. Yeah. But it's been good. It's mm-hmm. um, It's been interesting and I really like Sarah Silverman. So yeah. hmm. I've been watching that. I do. Good stuff. Um, I'm trying to think of uh, any other things I've been watching. Just working my way through Umbrella Academy. How do you like it? Pretty good. I like it. Yeah, the episode I just watched, which was the day that wasn't, was awesome. How many episodes? It's ten. Oh, that's not bad. I think they're going to do, do a season it. two. Well, I got to catch up on Grease, and I watch New Amsterdam as well. Oh, um, you're um, who's the chick on Grease that's on Kate something? Oh, um, Kate, Kate Walsh. Walsh. Yeah, yes. so I, I've gotten to where she is. She's cool. Yeah. I really like her as an actress, and she's pretty pretty rad. Yeah. Stiff. So I think we're just gonna cut it because we're ahead of the game. Unlike last time when we had the case of the sleeping. Yeah, I don't know what was wrong with us. I think like literally, just... it was a bit. So last last podcast, which you've I don't who knows. You will hear. This is a better podcast than that podcast. <laughs> but literally after the music, we both literally just ran out of steam. I think we were just both very tired. Carbon monoxide. Oh my kitty cat turned fourteen! Yay, yeah. Asano! It's amazing. He keeps eating pizza too. Yeah, I know. That's that. So I just want to say happy birthday, my little. Yeah. Kid. Beautiful kitty cat. You're not as cool as Goose, but you're a pretty cool cat. Uh, Now he's pretty much cooler than Goose. uh, Yeah, that's about it. Yep, that's about it. It's St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, happy St. Patrick's Day. Drink some green beers. Um, Two more weeks and I'll have, I've been, um, it's almost a month that I have been sober, drink free. Mm -hmm. Two more, two more weeks if I decide to drink. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. Word up. Word. And take care. Take care. Bye. You're my friend and you're my lover Shouldn't be a superhero. Oh, my head hurts! I can't. <laughs>